Today's show is pre-recorded. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh, I sure will. Good morning, everybody. Y'all listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only. <laughs> Steve Harvey got a radio show. <laughs> Steve Harvey got a radio show. Sometimes when I chuckle like that, it reminds me of my oldest brother that passed away. He used to laugh like that. It's kind of funny how genes get passed down through the line. I don't know why I told y'all that. Just so to share it with you, that's all. As always, I always kind of ask God to help me, you know, um, and 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 I, I had uh, I had gotten off track a little bit because um, one of the principles of success I want to share with you all today is the law of attraction. That is a very very serious principle. It cannot be ignored. The law of attraction, and and I'm I'm not going to be ex- able to explain it to you as well as the book Secrets can, or as well as some people. I can only articulate it to you um, the way that I see it. The law of attraction is very, very real. The law of attraction is a principle of success. It is something that everyone has to adhere to. Now, whether you know the law of attraction or not, it does not make it not exist for you. This is the case where ignorance is not the excuse. The fact that no one told it to you, there is no pass for this one. The fact that you never heard it before, it it does not allow you to do it any other way. So let me see if I can uh, put it to you best I can, the law of attraction. The law of attraction, to put it real simple, is the thing that you focus on 
the thing that you talk about, the thing that you think of, is the thing that you draw to you. It's what you attract to you. That's basically the law of attraction. The thing that you talk about, the thing that you think about, the thing that you focus on, whatever it is, that is what you attract. The law of attraction does not differentiate from positive and negative. It only does what it does. What I am saying is this. In the law of attraction, no matter what you think of, no matter what occupies your time, no matter what you say or no matter what the focus is, positive or negative, the law of attraction knows neither one. It just attracts it. So let's use some examples here. I can just, best example I always use is me. That way I ain't got to figure out nothing. I can just tell you my side of it. I was in a lot of debt one time in my life. This is before any of you knew me. Uh, so you can understand, in case you're not think, I don't, I don't want you to think that this conversation is about your income level, because it's not. It doesn't matter what income level you are. The law of attraction works in all aspects. Money, family, relationships, job, career, love. It, it just works that way. Okay, here's the deal. I kept saying, man, this debt is killing me. I got to get out. That's what I thought was a good goal, to get out of debt. But what I kept saying was, you know, I kept talking about debt. And you know what it kept doing? It kept attracting debt to me. So guess what? So I could get out. That's all. <laughs> is that crazy? That is an amazing law to understand. What turned it around for me was I started claiming a life of abundance. God, I am seeking a life of abundance. I want to have more than enough. I want to be able to help other people. I just want to have a law of attraction so that I'll be able to provide my family the lifestyle that I want to provide them. I want Heavenly Father to be able to be an example of your goodness and your grace in my life. That is what I started saying. And guess what? That's what I started attracting. I'm going to have a great relationship with my children. I'm going to be the father that I always wanted to be. I'm going to be a good father. I'm going to be a good husband now. I am going to do the right things. I am going to be the type of example that my sons can look no further and go, I can be like my dad. I want to be able to be a, a place, a beacon of light and hope for my daughters to come to. That's what I started saying. That's what I started attracting to my life. The law of attraction does not care if you want it to be positive or negative. The law of attraction just attracts whatever it is you focus on, what you think about, the words that come out your mouth. You cannot overlook this principle of success and expect to make it because of the fact that you've never heard of the law of attraction, because of the fact that you don't know how it really operates. It does not make it not exist in your day. 
You can start today attracting the right things to your life by changing what you say, what you think, what you focus on. Change the focus, change the thought, change the the, the words that come out your mouth, and guess what? You change what you attract to yourself. You have got to ask yourself, why is it, man? Man, let me tell you something. Somebody said to Bishop Jakes one time, they said, man, everything you touch turns to gold. He said, no, I just don't touch everything. (laughs) Man, is this crazy? Come on, man. He has a focus. He has a focus. See, he ain't just everywhere. Bring me any idea. Let me try that. No, 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 man. He has a focus. He has a law of attraction that's working where he's attracting things to his life that that's positive. That he can, that's not to say Bishop Jakes don't have problems because we talk often and man, he have them. Oh, please understand. And he's not trying to attract the problems, but what he will attract is the proper solution for the problem. And ain't that all you need sometimes? God did not say that it would be easy. He just said he would be with you. And if God is with you, who can be against you? God will make your enemies your footstool. God is powerful, man. His word is true. He do what he say he going to do. Now, all we got to do is do some of what we say. Because we ain't going to do everything. Just do some of what we say. We Okay, here's the deal. God is going to do everything he say he going to do. You and I just got to do some of the stuff we say we're going to do. Because he already know we ain't going to do all of it. Yeah, he clear on that. He clear on that. All right. Thank you. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, undivided attention is all that's required here. Nothing more. Uh, It's not necessary to have good sense. Uh, It's not necessary to have common sense. Uh, degrees are not uh, needed. Um, anything of any value, you just don't need it. Just, just need you listening, because this is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. We need you to be open-minded and receptive to the foolishness that's about to go down, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Make no mistake about it. Ain't no other one better than this here. We's, let's get this thing started. Shirley Strawberry. Hey, good morning, Steve. Kick it on over to Carla for real. Good morning, Steve. Hey, Chris. Bring it on in to the impressionable Keir Jr. Spates. Morning, Uncle. I'm here. And the king of foolishness, ladies and gentlemen, nephew Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm talking about for no reason. I love it. For no reason. That's how you started. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. I love it. I love it. Let's go. Let's kick this morning off. Yeah. Yeah, we're cracking, here. baby. Everything good? Yeah. Yes. Oh, Come on. Yeah. How about with you? How you feeling? I feel pretty good, man. I feel pretty good. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm just like really, really fine, you know. Don't black out on me now. <laughs> no, I was just trying to think of how to describe it. And, okay. Uh, <laughs> Let uh, me ask you something, man. Yeah. How, how often you count your money, though? Like once a week, once every two weeks? No, do you go look that. at it and, and look at your zeros? Did you hear how what you he said, that? Tommy? I don't, I don't ever do that. You don't never go look at it? 
Uh, like when you first, okay, okay, well, when you first got it, did you go look at it? Where, where is it that it'll be where you can go see it? <laughs> a viewing. At least online. You know, you go pull up your bank account. Like, ah, there it is. Oh, I thought I you see. meant like look at the actual money. Yeah. No, dollars. no. Just put no. it up. Just say, okay. No. no uh, I, just, I look at my bank accounts, you know. Well, Uncle, t- do you ever call down and say, I want all my money out of this bank right now? And then say, I'm just playing. Well, if you do, if you threaten me, I've done that before. If you threaten you me. Oh, yeah. If you talk to me crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I'll throw you into something. Oh. Yeah. I want it. I oh, want you go cash. get your. How many Brinks trucks is there? I ain't going to take all that. <laughs> I, I ain't never really had to do it except once. I ain't had that much, but I had enough down there to be effective. So, Bank talked to me crazy one time. Uh-huh. And I just said, all right, no problem. Just let me have my money. Oh, you got to have to talk to a manager. That's fine. Let me talk to him. Said so I'd be down there tomorrow at 2.30. Need it all in cash. There's about six people at my house that evening. <laughs> Trying to get this together. <laughs> no, who said something to him? We're going to straighten this out right now. <laughs> I love your banker voice. Come on. Who the hell is the former employee here who made this mistake? I said it correctly. The former employee here, because you're done. Uh, all right, listen. Uh, yeah, coming up at uh, 32 after the hour, the CLO, Steve, okay, Chief cool. Love Officer. Everybody ask, get out the way. This might not be the advice you want. Everybody stay back. Come on. That's the CLO coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for the Chief Love Officer, the CLO, answering your questions. Ready, Steve? Ready. This one is from Marissa from Greenville, Mississippi. She says, I am 28 years old and I have a 29-year-old boyfriend that just might be the perfect man for me if his breath wasn't so Mm. foul. (laughs) (laughs) She said, I prayed for a good man and I believe this is who God sent me. Mm-hmm. But God forgot to fix his bad breath first. Mm-mm. Is this an easy fix? And if so, how do I tell him without ruining his ego? Well, uh-huh. you're going to have to hurt him now. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no soft way to be you got bad breath. You know, it really is really not. He's going to take a hit. But it I don't know how long you've been dating him. But this is something where you can just say, hey, look, I really, really care for you. Oh, my God, I think you're absolutely fabulous. But I want you to just think about something. Your breath is a little strong. Just use the word strong. Don't say stink or funky or smell like hot garbage. Mm -hmm. Don't be in there, you know, talking about, you know, your mouth smell like, you know, like like outdoor, you know, outhouse. (laughs) Don't don't. Uh, I'll I've told some people like that. Hey, man. Hey, hey. Uh, your breath smell like a sewage pipe. You don't have to go there. So what you want to do is you want to say, listen to me, sweetie. I really care about you, and I love you a lot. I think you're a fabulous guy. I don't know if anybody's ever told you this, but your breath is a little strong. Now, do do you do you want me to help you make a dentist appointment? Because if you you got to get this corrected out because I, your career, your job, I don't want anything to happen to you because people may be talking about you behind your back. Has anybody ever said this to you? Well, no, nah, ain't nobody said oh, it to me. Okay, well, I'm saying it to you because I care about you. 
And that's the only way. You have to be. He's a man. He'll be okay. His ego going to be a little bit bruised, yes. but his ass going to get up in there and start testing himself. A lot of guys, so most people got bad breath. They don't even know it. Yeah. Because ain't nobody got up close enough to tell them. Yeah. Well, you can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't say nothing to him. Because most people so I know with bad breath. Different way, what you supposed to do then if he reacts? I mean, well, hold on. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I care about you. I didn't tell you this mm-hmm. to start a fight or an argument. I told mm-hmm. you this to bring us closer together. I want to be closer to you. And I don't want nothing coming between us right now. What's wrong with my breath? See, now what you gonna do now, baby? (laughs) Baby. Baby. You gonna stop with all them W's and all them P sounds, and you gonna stop all that pushing air out. That's what I need you to do. Why I got to stop? Why? Because look at my eyebrows. You see them in my hands? I want them on my face. Okay, Shirley, next question. All right. Wow. <laughs> All right, this is from Dantes from Waco, Texas. Go ahead, Says, um, Yeah, Dantes, right? Uncle Steve, I loaned a young lady I was dating $1,000 about six months ago to help her pay some bills, and she promised to pay me back. I broke up with her last month because she is trifling and planned a trip to Florida with her girls for spring break, knowing she still owes me money. What kind of advice can you give me so I can get my money from this woman? Well, listen to this now. The key word in this sentence, uh, Dantes, what's his name? Yeah, Dantes. Dantes, you said she's trifling. Now, you tried to help the woman out by giving her some money for her bills. She said she'd pay you back. But she didn't already went on spring break with some friends. She's not going to pay you back. Now, you can spend a lot of time going after this girl and burn a lot of energy up. Or you can do like I do when people owe me money. I buy them out of my life. And sometimes you just have to purchase them away from you. Ain't no lesson like a bought lesson. And you've paid for this lesson. First of all, that's right. And you've you've given somebody some money who you should not have trusted. Or, now let's be real too, Dantes. You gave her money because you was on it. Yes, sir. You and gave her money because you were sleeping with her. Yeah, that's why I do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's Tell why you gave her junior. money. Junior. Yeah. Junior, you keep it. Come no, on, for young real. Yeah. No, for yeah. real. Young Junior, <laughs> old Tommy, that's, yeah. that's why. Because you were sleeping with her, and you that's why you gave her the money. Now you're not sleeping with her back, and you want the money. But if you were still sleeping with her, you wouldn't be sweating about the money. Mm-hmm. Let's just have an honest over. conversation. There you dog. go, big dog. So, you exactly so right. now, it's over. Write it off. Lost mm-hmm. column. Don't do it again. Right. But you're going to spend a lot of energy game. chasing person mm-hmm. that you can't track down for money. Because all yeah, you got is small dollars. claims court. That's it. And then Why you got to have know. paperwork. Something that says she was going to pay you back. That, oh, I promised to pay you back. That's he said, she said. I thought he gave it to me since we were sleeping together. Yeah. You don't want that to be said in court. Okay. Let it go, Dante. All right. All right, Steve, this is from Douglas from Salisbury, Maryland. It says, uh, I'm a 25-year-old man, and my girlfriend is 15 years older than me. Our relationship is amazing, except for one problem. My girlfriend's daughter wants me. She is 21 years old, and she's gorgeous. When I'm over at the house, she will flirt and or flash her breasts at me when her mom isn't around. I'm getting more and more tempted to see what's up with my girlfriend's daughter. How can I get this girl to leave me alone, Steve? 
Okay, first of all, sir, let's have a real conversation. You didn't write this letter to find out how to leave her alone because you said you're getting more and more tempted to see what's up with this girl. You said your your relationship is amazing. You don't really mean that. There's something wrong with it because this 21-year-old girl is tempting it, and the 21-year-old girl don't care for the relationship. And it's her mama. She trifling. If you go with her, you're going with a trifling person. But you tempted because you ain't really sold on your mama. You said it's amazing, but it really ain't, dog. Good luck, partner. All right, Steve. You can lie to everybody, but you can't lie to Uncle Steve. Go to SteveHarveyFM.com and submit your questions for the CLO. Coming up next, it is the nephew in the building with Run That Prank Back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Right now, it is time for the nephew to run that prank back. What you got for us, Nev? Your wife is fine as hell. <laughs> this is crazy. God. <laughs> Your wife is fine as hell. <laughs> Call God. Yeah. yeah. This Whoa, one going to take long to go off. You can't just talk about the man <laughs> wife. Yeah. Yeah. One more time. Your wife fine as hell. <laughs> Oh, run it, cat. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach Daryl. Yeah, this is Daryl. Who is this? Hey, Daryl, how you doing? My name is Alonzo, man. I um work for a uh, liquor distributing company. I, I do uh, distri- uh, liquor distribution. How you doing today? Um, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good, man. What, what can I do for you? Hey, we're, we're, we're putting together a big, big event, man, with uh, vodka. And oh. they're, throwing a, they're throwing a huge pool party. And like I say, I've been... I'm in the liquor business, man. I've been doing it for, for quite some years now. And, you know, we're always trying to do different type of uh, publicity and really get the hype up. And what we're trying to do, man, is is really get people to come out to this fashion party because it's the first quarter of 2020. We want it to be a, one to remember. And uh, oh, I know... So you're trying to invite me out there? No, 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 no. I, I, I go to the bank. I go to the bank where your where your wife works at, Kendra. And okay, what we're trying to do is have. I mean, we want our flyer and slash poster to be something really, really memorable, something that's going to really draw people in. And you okay, know, have this. This thing is going to be all over social media, the whole nine yards. So we're trying to see. I, you know, I, a buddy of mine told me that he kind of knew of you or had a had a, a number on you, and I was like, cool. Let me reach out to him. He, he told me you were Kendra's husband. So I want. Yeah, to I am my husband. You. So I don't understand what. My wife's got to do with this whole thing. Okay, what I'm trying to do is see if you're cool with Kendra being on our flyer, man. I mean, because your wife is fine as So we want to put what? her on the flyer. And, what, whoa, and, whoa. And, uh, what you mean my wife is fine as What the? What you mean? By, what, 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 you going to call me up and talk about my wife, huh? What the is wrong with you? Brother, 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 it's, it's, it's a respect thing, dog. I'm giving you, I'm giving you props. It's props, man. I'm okay, giving you props. spit out what you need, man, because it don't sound right. No, we're trying to get your wife. We want to get her through a photo shoot in a bikini so we can put it. Whoa, on whoa, flyer. whoa! Hell no! You ain't using my wife in no bikini to put on no flyer. You out your damn mind? That's my wife, man. Respect me. What the okay, okay, you? okay, okay, okay. Hold on, man. Hold on, man. Why are you tripping like this, bro? Why are you tripping like my this? My wife. My wife ain't gonna be in no damn no flyer for no party, man. What the you think this is? What the wrong with you? Okay, bro, bro. You know what, man? I tried to call you and get you to respect. I mean, I... I it don't sound like it. I, well, well, okay, look. 
I, I didn't call for no argument. I just I just talked to Kendra when I go to the bank tomorrow and see if she want to do it. Oh, you're going to go to my wife's job at the bank? That's what you're going to do? Okay. I'm just, go ahead I'm, and go I'm down just, there because I'll be there, too, and I'm going to make a deposit with my foot in your ass. Go ahead. Okay, okay, hold on, man. We're we paying we paying $5,000 for the photo session. Okay? I don't care what the f*** you paying. No amount of money is going to let me put my wife, the mother of my children, on no poster in no bikini. I don't care how much you paying. Kiss my ass before I let you do that. Okay, okay, bro. Okay. So... Listen, Daryl, I ain't gonna really go back and forth with you, man. I was calling you trying to be a man. I feel the I'm same way. Okay, well, I, I'm trying to be man to man with you and just, you know, throw the opportunity at you. I, I'm, I'm now you throwing it back at me with with disrespect. I mean, opportunity on, for my wife to be a side? Nah, no, I don't want none of that. Okay, man. No, your wife fine as hell. People are. Whoa, you need to quit telling me how fine my wife is. Okay. Who the? F gave you my phone number in the first place. I do, okay? too. I got, uh, hey, man, that, uh, evidently, that's all null and void at this point, all right? That don't oh. even matter at this point. The, boy, the, hey, the, okay. issue on the, the issue on the table is I want to take some pictures of Ken. Let me know when you plan on going to my wife's job at the bank. Let me know when you're going to bring your black ass down there so I can be there, okay? Nobody calls another brother up talking about how fine his wife is, okay? I told you no. Now, you should have just stopped right there, but you're going to keep on talking about my wife. Okay, so let me say this, dog. Tommy is the one that said your wife was fine as hell. That's the one brought all this to our attention at the meeting. Tommy is the one that said your wife was fine as hell, dog. Tommy? Who the is Tommy? Tommy said your wife is fine as hell. That's what that's Well, Tommy can get his ass too. Who is Tommy? You Don't you take your wife to work in the morning? Let me know when you're going to bring your black ass down there. Okay. And? Now, what y'all be, be listening to on the way to work? What radio we, station y'all be listening to? We be listening to... Oh, you <laughs> f***ing <laughs> 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 Damn. This nephew Tommy, baby. See Harvey Morgan. Tommy. Your, your wife. Your Tommy. <laughs> you was about to get your ass whooped. <laughs> Hey, man, your wife, Kendra, got me to prank you, bruh. Uh, Wait till I see. <laughs> my wife ain't no good, man. See this? I got my blood pressure up. Oh, man. She told me. She said, we listen to y'all every morning on the way to work. He drops me off, and he goes to work. She said, Tommy, you've got to get it. I said, well, you got to let me know. What What do he love the most? She said, me. That's right. <laughs> I don't know about that right now after this call. Yeah, we love you, man. Oh, man. We love you back, baby. Keep listening to Steve Harvey morning. So tell me this, bro. What is the baddest radio show in the land, man? What is it, Daryl? It's Steve Harvey with Nephew Tommy. <laughs> How do you feel about it? That woman's husband. Well, we know. I feel the nervous. Husband. That's what I feel yeah. like. I feel nervous. Yes, yeah. Junior. Always good words, Junior. Yeah. I'm always. Yes. That's how I feel. He does yes. these pranks. If good I don't go too yeah. far, then we're not doing anything, right? Right. Your, exactly. your wife is fine as hell. Ain't too far. No, exactly. that's right there where we need to be. To her That's husband. actually, is, is that not a compliment? Exactly. Man. Golly, dog. Mm. I mean, you can talk to somebody yeah. else and say, his wife I want you to it. continue down this road that <laughs> Why? you're taking Why, in 2020. Because this going to be the year right here. Just stay right where you at. You're nice for 2020. You're talking to men about their uh, wives. 
This is a perfect 2020. I promise you, you, know, you won't see 20. That brings me to another question. <laughs> Since we just finished Ask Steve uh, not too long ago, can I just ask you one question? How long should you date somebody before you meet their spouse? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I'm going to do that one more time. How long should you date somebody uh-huh. before you meet they spouse? Oh, yeah. Now, you are, they always say, ask Steve. I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. Try to meet the man as soon as possible. That day. So you can get a clear understanding of what the hell fit out. <laughs> All right, listen. <laughs> Coming up at the top of the hour, some entertainment and national news, and maybe even more Ask Steve right after this. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Steve, your nephew came up with a fun new segment for you. <laughs> Come on, Tommy. <laughs> what you got? I got this a new segment called Fill in the Blank Steve. Fill in the okay. blank Steve. So I just you know fill saying? in the blank? Yeah, I start the sentence off and then I stop, Uncle, and you fill, it, you fill in the blank, all right? All right, I'm ready. I spend way too much money on my wife. I knew it. I knew you were going <laughs> to say that. I knew you were going to say that. It's a good Tell thing. me how you really feel. It's a good thing. Yeah. All right, all right, uh, here go. The sex was going great until I caught a cramp. In your leg, I hope. Ah, <laughs> get that leg. <sighs> all right, all right, here we go. She broke my heart, so I broke her window. <laughs> yeah, I like a you caller question, man. You gotta do what you gotta do. Allegedly. Yes, Carla. All right, let me see. Uh, The best song to play at a wedding is. Taps. your last day of freedom, homie. Oh, my God. <laughs> the beginning the is crazy the crazy thing when y'all ass ain't know what taps were. <laughs> no. Taps. I, I remember. I didn't know. Uh-huh. I did not know. <laughs> All right, here go another one up. Just because we work together don't mean we supposed to eat lunch at the same time. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What does that mean, Steve? Just because we work together mean? don't mean we can take lunch at the same time. I don't want to eat with you. Oh, I just work with you. Okay. We're not friends. Uh-huh. I don't like my co-workers like that. We're going to go eat every day. No, hell no. <laughs> we, we used to. He doesn't mean us. Oh, okay. Can't oh, damn, boy. Don't take these. It's just jokes. Yes. <laughs> we eat <laughs> lunch all the time. <laughs> we eat lunch all the time. Boy. I know. I got all right, all right. Last one. Last one. I wish I could slap the hell out of Donald Trump. (laughs) Good answer. Survey says good answer. (laughs) Just reach back. Come on, Tommy. I know you got a couple more. You want me to do a couple Uh, more? We got a couple more minutes. Yeah. We could just do I wish I could slap the hell out of (laughs) You got a bunch of them. Ask me again. (laughs) I wish I could slap the hell out of R. Kelly. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, several times. Mm-hmm. 
I wish I could slap the hell out of. If I could go back in time in my life, I would go back to the day I first got money. <laughs> what was so what, special about yeah, that uh, day? What'd you do that day? I finally got some. <laughs> After all your hard work and being homeless and all Man, of that. Other than that, I ain't going back to none of that I was. <laughs> what did you buy? What was the first thing you bought, Steve? A lot of shoes. <laughs> Okay. I was in Sharpstown Mall in Houston. Yeah, Houston. Yes. Yes. I bought four pair of gators at one time. <laughs> How much did that uh, set you back, Steve? Woo, they about seven hundred fifty a piece. Mm-hmm. Oh. One okay. pair was eight seventy. Uh huh. Woo! I was stretched <laughs> out. That's crazy. Girl, I had about three thousand dollars worth of shoes right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's what. That's when you know you had money, Uncle. Huh? $3,000 worth of shoes, boy. You couldn't talk to me. And and five turtlenecks? Shut up. <laughs> All right, Steve, let's get to the news. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Okay, thank you very much, everybody. And good morning. This is Ann Tripp with the news. Well, contrary to a recent New York Times article and the Associated Press, the White House is claiming that President Trump had not been briefed on intelligence reports that said that Russia was paying a bounty to Taliban militants to attack U.S. forces in Afghanistan. Both Democrats as well as Republicans on Capitol Hill demanding answers. Republicans were briefed at the White House yesterday, Democrats supposedly today. White House Press Secretary Keely McEnany insists the president knows nothing. There is no consensus within the intelligence community on these allegations and uh, in, in effect there are dissenting opinions from some in the intelligence community with regards to the veracity of what's being reported um, and the veracity of the underlying allegations continue to be evaluated. Well asked whether the information might have in, been included in President's uh, daily intelligence report which all presidents get in the morning and simply not read by Trump McEnany reportedly didn't answer that directly. In fact Trump's critics say his administration's defense in the matter sounds a lot like his so-called alternative facts. By the way, the Kremlin calls the report a lie. Abortion rights advocates won a victory yesterday in the mostly right-wing Supreme Court, thanks to Chief Justice John Roberts, who joined with the four liberals on the high court to strike down a law that was basically the same one that the justices had invalidated four years ago. The Supreme Court struck down a Louisiana law, which limited the ability to perform abortions only to doctors with admitting privileges at nearby hospitals. And because of that, two or maybe three local clinics would have been forced to close us because of that thing. And they said, no, that's uh, unconstitutional. Hospitalizations uh, for the coronavirus have increased in 23 states. Daily deaths are up in 14. 16 states have placed their reopening plans on pause. Meanwhile, the World Health Organization, which we no longer fund because President Trump does not want us to, says the worst is yet to come. Four men have been charged with destruction of federal property for trying to pull down a statue of former President Andrew Jackson near the White House. Charges could bring fines of as much of a quarter of a million dollars in 10 years in prison. Jackson was the nation's seventh president, a reported brutal slave owner and forced the Cherokee and other five Indian nations to leave the Carolinas and other eastern states and march all the way to Oklahoma. Thousands died. It was called the Trail of Tears. Finally, the coach of the Atlanta Hawks of the NBA challenging his counterparts to help with the election year. Later this year, they've announced their arena will serve as a polling place in Atlanta. This will be a challenge to 29 other coaches in our league. We want to get 30 cities in, the, in our country being able to take part of everyone's right, which is the right to vote. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
All right, time for Comedy Roulette now. Okay, Jay, this is always on you. Set it up, please. All right, Comedy Roulette, we do this every week. You give us the subjects because you guys test our comedy ability. Put five subjects on the wheel, spin the wheel, wedge stop. We will do the damn thing. What you got? What you got? All right, here we go. First subject, dang dog, why your pants so high? (laughs) I like that. That's good. Uh, Two, it's all you can eat, but not at one time. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, here's number three. Dang girl, that's way too much lip gloss. Okay, all right. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 don't take these personal. Don't take these personal. Okay, number four, you need to just cut the rest of that hair on off. Just let that go. Let it go. (laughs) You over here playing. I like that. <laughs> All right, and number five, that's not a manly dog. No, that's not a manly dog. Let's oh, go man. roll it. Yeah. In the wheel. <laughs> what you got? What you got? That ain't a manly what dog. You, that's not a, what you got? Oh, oh, girl, oh, what you got? Dang, girl, that's way too much lip gloss. That's oh, way too much. Let, te- let me start this one off. Right. You Come on. know, you know you got on too much lip gloss. When I see you and I can see my reflection and I'm thinking to myself, Lord, I wish I had a squeegee. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. What you got, Junior? You got way too much lip gloss. I don't really like saying this, but I've had this happen before. Uh-huh. I've been in this situation. Uh, if I'm trying to kiss you and you got way too much lip gloss, we can't kiss because I keep sliding. <laughs> I keep sliding off your mouth. This is way too much yeah, lip gloss. You need to take some of this off. That's way too much. Okay. That's way too much lip gloss when you eat a chicken leg and take one bite, but the rest of the leg is pink all around the leg. Come on, man. You got to take some of that down, man. You got to take some of that lip gloss off. That's way too much lip gloss. Steve, what you got, man? You got on too much lip gloss if it look like slobber. <laughs> you can't tell. That's yeah. too wet. That's yeah. too wet. Yeah. Yeah. Way too much. You, hey. you know you got on too much lip gloss when your lips is leaking. <laughs> on the, on the <laughs> right, right on the side. It's just dripping down. Ew. <laughs> One time a girl came to the house. She had on so much red lip gloss. When I opened the door, I said, damn, who hit you in the mouth? Why you ain't come get me? I could have helped. Who, where he at? You thought it was you just, Yeah, you don't just hit my girl. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right. You know you got on way too much lip gloss. When I walk in the room and everybody got your lip gloss on because you didn't kiss them. (laughs) Everybody wearing it now? Really? That's a lot of gloss, baby. What you got, Steve? If you talking and it look like somebody's flashes is on on their car. All right, we'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. So, Steve, here's a question from Steve Harvey FM. All right? It says, have you ever thought the wrong thing at the wrong moment? Now, this email is from D. He says, hey, guys, uh, a comedy booker who I deal with has um, a new secretary. The new secretary doesn't love me as much as the old secretary. Subsequently, I get less booked less often. The new secretary's brother just died, and I thought sure would be nice if the old secretary would come back for a few weeks and I will get some bookings. Now I feel bad. 
Steve or Tommy, when was the last time you thought the wrong thing at the wrong moment? Mm. Mm. When wow. is the last time you ever thought something wrong at the wrong moment? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what is all that? Right, was man, it's all too many stuff. times? I'm trying to okay. clean it up, but go oh. ahead. Yeah, okay, well, let me ask y'all this here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You ever been in church praying? Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. At offering, and then she walked by doing offering. <laughs> and you pray. <laughs> oh, you talking to the guys. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, with you. Go ahead. And she walked by. Yeah. Yes. What y'all and even after she done dropped her money in, you uh, still locked yes. in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All the way. Wrong. Yeah. And you lose your place in the prayer. <laughs> Not your thoughts. Man. Who art in heaven. Wow. High in the world. <laughs> in your name. Did you make this right here? Man. Boy, look at all that kingdom. Yeah. That yeah. Come. Boy, look at him. Man. Your will be done all uh, over this earth, all up in now. Yeah. You know, you, have you ever done wow. that? That's what yeah. It was up, uh, uh, just as good up. Uh, it was my relative. Uh-huh. Laid they in the casket. And she was in there supposed to sing for the family. I forgot who the hell was laying up there. <laughs> <laughs> at the funeral. At your funeral. I'm going to tell you right now, I almost said it's her first day. Once Sharon had walked up there, I forgot who the hell we was here for. <laughs> Lord, that dress was tight. <laughs> Praise him. <laughs> I need to give a damn who it was. But she was there. Uh-huh. My Lord. Yeah. All right. All right. Come but on, have you nephew. ever seen somebody fall? Super fine woman fall and dress blow way up over her. Hey, something. I just sat there and thought about the wrong thing. At yeah, the at the wrong, wrong time. 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 Yeah. Yeah. yeah, timing is everything, mm-hmm. ain't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it blew Have over. you ever she thought about really get the wrong thing at the wrong time? What? Here we go. Steve. What? Have <laughs> you ever been praying and asked God to give somebody a stroke? <gasps> right oh, then. Steve. So you can go up there and kiss them. Yeah. God, Lord, I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Stroke. I've stroke. asked him to actually shut down somebody's whole left side. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> you want to? You want to do the mouth to mouth? Hey, let me tell you something. Hey, this is true. I left a basketball game mm-hmm. after high school one time, Jesus. and a guy robbed me coming out of Bennett's Corner. Uh-huh. And that was the first time I asked the Lord. To, I asked God to strike somebody dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wrong thing, well, wrong time. That's yeah. it. That's right. the question. Like I had nine dollars. So they glad took nine dollars. So glad yeah. you're a change. I thought that would be a good time to ask the Lord <laughs> to do something for me. <laughs> Just as of course he didn't. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. He didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he ran off with the nine. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm so yeah. glad you're a changed yeah, man. <laughs> so glad. Well, is he though? Yeah. But is oh, he? <laughs> oh, he is. He better be oh, yeah. from that. Well, y'all said, have you ever thought the wrong thing at the wrong time? That is the question. Just, yeah, that's that's the question. question. That was the wrong thing at the wrong time. You know? Yeah. 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 Okay. What? I've done the same thing. I didn't been I didn't been naked and ran out into the living room and didn't know nobody was in there and asked, could they just be blind right now? Please, just be <laughs> to not see all this. I didn't had a six cell crisis. Ask the nurse. I, that came in the room. Uh-huh. I asked the Lord, could you please, please let her stay? Because my gown, 
It's too much. It, yeah, my gown. It's not suffering. It's not. I asked. Do she have to? Can she work here at night? I've thought the wrong thing wrong time. I've actually unplugged myself. All right. Uh, wow. All right. Coming up next, nephew Tommy, more ignorance with today's prank phone call. That's right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. But right now, nephew, here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Nev? Well, might want to hold tight now. What? Y'all ready? Come on. Go ahead. MAGA, make America great again. That's oh. the prank. Uh-uh. Make America great again. All right. Might want to pull over. It's 2020, baby. Here I go. Here we go. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach a uh, Jason uh, Jason Murphy. Yeah, this is him. What's going on? Hey, how you doing? My name is Carl Broussard. I'm giving you a call. Um, we're actually reaching out to several people, trying to see, um, you know, which way people are actually voting for this coming election. I'm with African Americans who want to make America great again, and we want to see if we can count on you to vote Republican this coming election. <laughs> mm. No, no. Republican? Like for Donald just, Trump? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, there's quite a few of us African-Americans out here who are fond of the Republican Party. And, you know, we're we're reaching out. We're doing quite a you know, making few phone calls and wanting to see, can we count on certain people to be at the polls with us? You can't count on me? No, I'm not about to be an Uncle Tom. No, I'm not voting for Donald Trump. That's not going to make you an Uncle Tom, sir. That just means that you, you like the Republican Party and you support what they're doing. Yeah, I don't, well, I don't, I don't support, I don't support racism. So, like, as a black dude, why would I vote for someone who doesn't have my interest? Like, no, I'm not voting for Trump. How do you even get my number? Who would even think, no, calm down. You know, maybe I can persuade you to think and look at it in a different light. You know, the Republican Party, they're doing some great things. They're doing some great things for African Americans. Uh, employment is up. I mean, you, you got to look at the positive side of things. You know what I'm saying? And not only that, you, not only that. You don't even sound like you believe that. You sound like you're reading the script right now. Like, do you even believe that? Well, Jason, let me tell you this. Not only that, you know, if we can count on you, if I can get your verbal that we can count on you, we're also going to send you a T-shirt and a Make America Great, uh, great Again hat. You know, we're going to send you that. <laughs> What the fuck? I look like wearing a Make America Great hat in my neighborhood with a goofy-ass T-shirt. I'm not about to... No. Are you trying to bribe my vote with a T-shirt and a stupid hat? All I'm saying is, man, I'm re- we're reaching out to African-Americans across the country. and we're just Yeah, you keep saying who- that. But, like, you're not going to get the black vote just because you're black. Like, that, they're not... No, like, that's not how that works. I'm not voting for Donald Trump. Have you given it a chance? Have you thought about it? Have you? Have no, you I haven't thought about it. I know I'm not voting for Donald Trump. I don't know who is in the ballot. I don't know who's going to be election. I know when I get into the voter booth, if I see Donald Trump's name, I'm not checking it. I'm not marking it. I'm not circling it. I ain't voting for the man. Okay. So you don't want the hat? <laughs> I'm doing a hat. No, I don't want your stupid hat. I can order a hat. I don't want a hat with, with Donald Trump's stupid name. No. Like, do you not get that? I'm not voting for Donald Trump. But, I mean, it's a real popular hat, though. I think you'd like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to be with me. I'm not, I don't give a about the stupid hat, dude. Like, do you not get that? A hat is, is that, that's your selling point. You're trying to sell okay. me on Donald Trump, and your selling point is a fucking hat. You, you know what? I knew this was bullshit. I knew I was going to answer this damn phone up. I never answer phone numbers from people I know. You really, man? How much do I pay? 
paying you to sit here and call other black people and try to sell them on Donald Trump. Like, man, you're the dude in the back of Donald Trump, the one black dude in the audience that's sitting there with your goofy-ass hat on trying to make America great again. This is a bullshit. I don't know why I even answered this damn phone. Okay, sir. All I'm trying to do is get you to broaden your, 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 your vision on this whole thing. I want you to man, see... That. I'm 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 done. Like I, you're goofy as hell, and I hope they're giving you a fat check for this stupid shit that you're doing because this is ridiculous. Okay, well you know, uh, to be honest with you, man, I thought that you would like the hat. I thought you would like the shirt. You know, I think that you're not giving it a fair shot. You know, I think you're just listening to all the the naysayers out there because honestly, bro, you're not you're not giving it a shot, man. There's some blacks out here that that, that want to make America great again. We wear the hat with pride. We wear the shirt with pride. We need to rally up more of our people and let, let them understand that, you know, the Republican is not a bad part. Dude, get the f*** off my phone. You're literally, your selling point is a damn hat and a T-shirt. You've mentioned those hats and T-shirts 19 times. I, 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 I talk about the hats because I'm fond of the hats, okay? I wear them all the time, all right? So I'm just trying to, and I'm just trying to get you to look at, at Trump in a different light and look at the whole Republican Party in a different light. You know what I mean? That's all I want you to do. I'm not voting for Donald Trump. Unless you're about to send me a check, I'm not voting for Donald Trump. I'm not. Okay. Whatever he's paying you, pay me that, and then I might think about wearing that stupid hat. But I'm not voting for Donald Trump. So just call whatever other black person is on your list. Talk, call Tyrone or Tashika, whoever else is next, and pander to them. F*** you. Like, f*** Donald Trump. F*** him for starting this ass war, setting our kids over to Iraq and that and everyone else the list that you have for the people that you have calling and take me off this goofy ass list that stupid hat i got a room full of hats and i'll be damned if i'm aware that stupid ass red one so matter of fact take my number and draw a big x through it and don't call me no more with your because i'm done Donald Trump, okay okay sir, sir sir you were recommended by tommy he said you would be on board well what, what the Tommy, who's Tommy? But you, you don't, you don't remember. Uh, Tommy said that you would be on board. He said you would wear the shirt. He said you would wear the hat. He said that you would probably, you know, stand behind Trump in the next rally. He, okay, he, well, he's Tommy a, don't know what the f he's talking about because I'd be damned. I don't know no name Tommy. I'm not wearing no. F I'm not wearing that hat. I'm not voting with this man. So take me off the list and stop with me. Like I'm done. But Donald Trump is not getting my vote. So whatever Tommy told you was some bullshit. Okay. Uh, do you want to talk to Tommy? Sure. Why not? Where's Tommy? Who's Tommy? Where's Tommy? This is Tommy. I'm Tommy, baby. Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Jason, <laughs> you just got pregnant. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Dude, you got me so hot in this parking lot, man. man I oh, man. I really, I really didn't think you was going to pick up, but, you know, I got you, baby. I got you. Dang, I, I never answer unknown calls, dude. I never do. So check this out. So you work with a, with this white guy named Brian. You know Brian Henry, right? I do know Brian. Brian got me to prank phone call you. Man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dang. So, he got man. I don't know what I don't know what the temperature is in your office in your workspace, but. Brian said, you got to call my guy. <laughs> okay. All right, so white people got jokes now. All right, no. They just called Tommy on me. You know what? Nah, man. It's, no, it's, it's on, though, right? Because I'm going to have someone call them about some Democratic <laughs> and see how they take it. 
<laughs> all white people, if any white people at my job are listening to this right now, because I know you guys are laughing at the office right now listening to this, just know I got y'all. I'm getting all y'all back. That's for sure. Uh, all right, tell me this. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? Man, Steve Harvey Morning Show, man. <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't want no hat? You sure you don't want no hat? <laughs> Man, nah, hell nah, I don't want no damn hat. <laughs> I just couldn't get him to get to, to, he didn't want the hat, you know, that's how they, I didn't understand. Nobody, Come on, man. Nobody would have wanted the hat, Want you know? no blankety-blank hat. Hat. <laughs> God, oh. that was certainly a butt whooping if you were face to face. Oh, yeah, definitely. Play too much. Oh, yeah, that's 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 uh, a butt yeah. show. Thank you, nephew. Up next, it is my strawberry letter for today. The subject: My husband is an embarrassing butthead. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And listen, if you need advice on relationships, on dating, sex, work, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to Steve Harvey FM and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to do this one right here today. Uh-huh. Buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. It's the Strawberry Letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject, my husband is an embarrassing butthead. Dear Stephen Shirley, my husband likes, acts like an absolute child at times, and I can't deal with it. It's like having a third child, and I am so tired of him embarrassing me. The most recent incident went down over the weekend at my pastor's house. We were invited to a barbecue, and the pastor was a little late because of a wedding he had to do. There was plenty of food on the grill, and we always let the elders of the church eat first. The first lady fixed the pastor a plate and sat it to the side and covered it with saran wrap. When it came time for my husband and I to fix a plate, only chicken legs, wieners, and burgers were left. My husband began to whine about not getting the pieces of chicken that he wanted. So he went on a hunt for more chicken. He asked several people if they would eat a leg in exchange for a thigh or breast that was on their plate. (laughs) I was so embarrassed. But what he did next was a shocker, was the shocker. His ignorant behind went over to the pastor's plate, wrapped in saran wrap, and got the two barbecued thighs that were on there, and then he wrapped the plate back up. One of the mothers of the church told him that he could not do that, and his reply was, pastor should have been here, and it will be cold by the time he gets here anyway. I almost passed out right then and there. I got my belongings and told him we needed to leave. Needless to say, I am going to be the center of gossip at the church now. My husband does things like this all of the time. Everything has to go his way or he starts complaining and whining. How can I get him to see that it's not all about him? I am sick of him embarrassing me. Please help. (laughs) Oh, I'm embarrassed for you. I really am. This is crazy. This is really stupid. I mean, your husband, it has to be the rudest person ever. He's disrespectful to everyone, including your pastor. How dare he go to the pastor's plate that's set aside and go in there and get the pastor's food or anyone's food for that matter. But most of all, the pastor, your husband's selfish. He's inconsiderate of you, his wife. 
and, and I think you're absolutely right. He is an embarrassing butthead. And you have every right to be upset and to get your things and leave. And yes, you will be the subject of gossip. Um, the problem is, what are you going to do about this? I mean, have you talked to your husband about it? Does he know how you feel and, and what you want and what you don't want him to do? I mean, I'm guessing you have talked to him about it, but uh, he's not hearing you. He's not paying any attention to you. Uh, and selfish people often don't because, like you said, it's it's always about them. So you're going to have to do something else to get his attention uh, to make him hear you. I don't know if that means leaving him or if that means threatening to leave him. It depends on uh, whether he straightens up and uh, stops doing stupid stuff after you have some sort of serious conversation with him because he's out of control. He's so out of order, so rude and disrespectful. This is crazy. And, And what was wrong? Chicken legs are okay? And burgers and wieners? You're not at home. You're at somebody else's house. Steve, where are your manners, Steve? I don't get this. Uh, I really, really don't. I'm confused. How old is this dude? But now, if y'all at a church function and y'all let elders and all this, I'm assuming he's of age. He's not 16, but 16-year-old people wouldn't do that. Your husband is a child at times, and you can't deal with it. He didn't just start being a child. He been childish the whole time. It's just you've overlooked it. Now you married him, and he ain't got to act a certain way no more, so now he do it all the time. Okay, this weekend you went over to your pastor's. You got invited to your pastor's house. Pastor was a little bit late because he had a wedding to do. You got over there, it was a lot to eat. You had food all on the grill. Now, at y'all's church, what y'all do is y'all let the elders of the church eat first. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, sometimes it's a respectful thing to do. Now, the first lady, fool, now she know her husband late because he working. He fixed the pastor a plate, set it to the side, covered in saran wrap. Then when it came time for y'all to fix a plate, because he low down on the totem pole because he don't come to church much. <laughs> so now he, now he way down. Now he all at the back, quiet and ate. I love Usher it. board that ate. Uh-huh. Deacons that ate. Parking lot ministry that ate. <laughs> Robe committed and ate. Baptil- <laughs> baptism committed and ate. Yeah. Senior citizens choir that ate. The Joylanders, the baby choir that ate. Everybody in line. The damn male quartet, the singing sensationals, they done ate. What's their name? The singing sensations. <laughs> they done ate. They big ass, all them big. <laughs> so when you get up there, it's time for y'all to fix a plate. Ain't nothing but chicken legs, wings, and burgers left. Mm-hmm. Your husband's all whining because he ain't get the piece of chicken he wanted. Well, your ass don't come to church enough to get the damn piece you want. <laughs> so he went on a hunt for more chicken. But he walking around asking people, if they would eat a leg in exchange for the thigh or breast that was on their plate, who go to people's plate and hey man, you want this leg right here so I can have that thigh or that or that or that breast? I got a leg. Who wants this leg? Ooh, Dog, y'all, you that damn cold. ignorant? You yeah. stupid. But yeah. when I come back, let me tell you how ignorant he is. What? Though. I'm waiting. I want to hear it. All right, part two of Steve's response coming up at 23 after the hour. Today's Strawberry Letter subject, my husband is an embarrassing butthead. 
We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, let's recap today's Strawberry Letter subject. My husband is an embarrassing butthead. This man went over to the pastor's house. They got invited to the barbecue. This damn fool went over here with his wife. The pastor a little late. The pastor's wife make him a plate, put it on the saran wrap, because he late. He out there doing church work. He saving, saving her husband a plate of food. No, listen. That by the time him and his no church going ass get up there, ain't nothing on the pl- ain't nothing left but legs, wieners, and burgers. He whining because he didn't get the chicken he wanted. So he went on a hunt round for more chicken. Went around the backyard asking people who to fix their plate. Well, black people don't take food off their plate and hand it to you. No. <laughs> no. Now, he got a leg, want to trade off, thigh for a um, breast for one of these little ragged-ass legs. Is this an auction? What is this? This lady, I'm so embarrassed. But what he did next was a shocker. This fool went over to the pastor's plate. That's wrapped in saran wrap. Got the two barbecue thighs that was on there, and then wrapped the plate back up. One of the mothers of church told him he couldn't do that. His plot was, pastor should have been here, and it'll be cold oh. by the time he get here anyway. Hold up, man. Let me talk to you a little bit, partner. Come on. Pastor Nim invited you over their house. Yes. This pastor house. Yeah. He the man of this house. See, I don't know where your, you obviously ain't had no daddy. Because <laughs> your daddy would have knocked your ass out. <laughs> For doing that, but you ain't got no daddy, so you stupid. <laughs> so you over another man's house, then unwrapped the plate that his wife fixed for him, and now you claiming it as yours. Then one of the ladies see you and tell you can't do that, and then your pastor should have been here. Pastor at work, this pastor house, he ain't got to come here to fit in. This where he live. Right. Right. It'll be cold by the time he get here anyway. Are you serious? First of all, you walking around whining about the, you didn't get the piece of chicken you wanted. You didn't pay for this. This wasn't a paid barbecue, partner. This was an invite, <laughs> partner. <laughs> Somebody right, exactly. invited your monkey ass over here. You eating free. You ain't bought no chicken. This ain't the buffet at Sizzler's. Your ass is eating free. Wait, wait, stop. Did you, you just say, say sizzler. sizzler? This ain't the buffet at Sizzler's, partner. Well, you can go back up to the counter and tell me, hey, y'all all out of baby backs now. I done paid this $7.95. It's all you can eat. Ain't no more damn baby back. I came in here for the baby back. You got in free. Yeah, this is crazy. Now, you sitting up in here talking about the past should have been here. Now, the lady said I almost passed out right there. Got my belongings. I told him we need to leave. Needless to say, I'm going to be the center of gossip at the church tomorrow. Yes, you will, because your husband's stupid. Your husband's stupid. He ain't no real man. That ain't what men do. My husband does things like this all the time. Everything has to go his way or he start complaining and whining. See, you know what your husband really need? Your husband really need his ass with one good time. For taking somebody's chicken, that's one ass whooping. Whining ought to be another ass whooping. (laughs) Yes. And then, you know, how he don't know that you at another man's house, you can't make rules at another man's house, partner. It's free, you didn't pay, and you can't have everything you want in life. So what you got the legs? Legs taste just like breasts. It's just a different bite. 
That's all it is. It's same dog meat. It's just a different bite. Everything has to go his way. He wants to start complaining the wine. How can I get him to see that it's not always about him? He been thinking it's about him. I am sick of him embarrassing me. Please help. In the words, I don't know who I hear say this all the time, but bye, Felicia. Leave his ass. Boy, bye. Leave his ass for a while until he learn how to act right. You're married to a fool. This man is not embarrassing. He's foolish. Who goes around the barbecue asking for food off people's plate because you didn't get what on your plate you wanted to? Who do that? Who go in another man's house that he live in that his wife had made a plate for? You unwrap it so you can eat what's on his plate. And then you say, Pastor should have been here. It's going to be cold by the time we get. Hold up, man. man. This this so man's terrible. house. Yeah. Pastor should walk up in there and whoop your ass what Pastor ought to do. So you lucky. That's, why, that's yeah. why everybody be talking about, Steve, you missed your calling. I ain't never been called to the ministry. I'm going to tell y'all. I grew up in the church. My mama would tell you I ain't been called. But if I was to be called, this is one of the reasons why I don't think I'm called. <laughs> because as a pastor, I don't Put see no reason why he can't get his ass whooped right now. You say you don't see no reason. I don't no. Me in my house. Now, my wife tell me. I come in the backyard, Marge, and say, baby, I had your plate. But this man ate it. Wait a minute, hold up. What man? Mm-hmm. What, wait a minute, hold up, baby. You made me a plate and another man ate it. Who, what man ate my plate? Did he know it was my plate? Yeah. He said he, you you took too long getting here and it was gonna be cold. Well, I'm gonna tell you something. See, if, but if you uh, punch a man in the stomach real hard, he throw up cold shit. <laughs> <Goodness. laughs> All right, listen. You can post your thoughts on today's strawberry letter at Steve Harvey FM. I'm sure you'll have a lot to say about this one. Or you can check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. All right, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. So, Steve, so give some marriage advice for married couples or couples. Well, you have to ask a question. Oh, you ain't asking me to do it. Yeah. Because you're on your way out yours. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, yours is on shaky ground at best. (laughs) Whatever. I'd love to hear some of your responses, though. (laughs) Okay. Okay. What does it it take to uh, stay in a marriage uh, and, and be happy? For 12 years, Steve. Well, you got to be willing. I know the corny answer is communication. But you got so to corny. be able to compromise. Mm-hmm. Compromise is really smart, man. You've got to find a way to get but to give at the same time. And you got, and if you can be the person to generate the give, mm-hmm. the getting becomes a lot easier. Okay. All right. Go, go ahead and ask me what you want to ask. Yeah, I'm, I'm asking you the same question. What do you think it takes to uh, have a, a thriving, uh, long, happy marriage? It takes a lot of bedrooms in the house. Because, see, once y'all get on each other nerves, you need to be able to go somewhere else and get away <laughs> from that person. You know what I'm saying? If you want to continue... For your marriage to continue. Now, if you got to stay in that room, it's gonna get it's gonna get it's gonna get rough up in there. You understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So it you want to be able to go somewhere. You want in the same house, go somewhere, get away what, from her. What if you okay? live in a studio apartment? Yeah. Then is- your marriage is over. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. 
You yeah. got to have get your two three bedroom. Get be able to go he's, somewhere. He's speaking around. If you, live in the stu- if you live in the studio, all you can do is turn around, uh-huh. look at the wall. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> don't look at the same wall I'm looking at. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve, back to you. Um, <laughs> he's so stupid. stupid. Okay, so um, I've heard that successful marriages are when, like, the husband puts the wife first. For starters, you can't outgive a woman. I don't care what man you are. You cannot outgive a woman. If she loves you, if you do everything in your power for her, mm-hmm. what she going to give you back in return, you can't even begin to touch. That's a great answer. Mine ain't started giving me mine back yet. Man. When you when you start again, you ain't asked me a damn thing. I, I'm sitting know, right here. You know, bitter ass. I, I wanted to ask you. <laughs> well, we can continue this at yes. the uh, at the top of the hour. Uh, marriage questions for Steve, then Tommy, then Jay. Uh, so uh, we can There's do that be at a the decline top. in them answers. As you go <laughs> we can do that at the top of the hour. More marriage questions coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so before we went to break, Steve, I asked you, um, is it a true statement that uh, you you can have a happier marriage if the man puts the wife first or the woman first uh, in a relationship? And you said that's absolutely true, and you want to expand I mean, it's just the, the, Uh the, 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 here's the best quote I've ever heard about a woman. Mm -hmm. Uh, He said, Women should stop pretending to be equal to men because you're not. You're greater. And so he said the reason being is because whatever you give a woman, she multiplies it. Mm -hmm. Whatever you give to a woman, she makes it greater. If you give her groceries, she gives you back a meal. Mm -hmm. If you give her a smile, she gives you her heart. If you buy her a house, she gives you a home. If you give her a sperm, she'll give you back a baby. Everything you give a woman, she multiplies and makes it greater. So get ready, cat. So if you give your woman some crap, you can expect a ton of <laughs> in return. <laughs> Brother, <laughs> best quote I've ever heard. <laughs> That's a great one. It. That's a great quote. Who said that? <laughs> All right, so Tommy, I want to ask you the same question um, that I asked Steve about uh, in a marriage. One of the re- one of the ways you can make it successful is to put the woman first, put her needs before your needs. Uh, but I have taken care of all of her needs, so I don't I don't get it. He talking about give her. How she'll make it a home. She ain't even there half the damn time when I, I didn't gave her the house. I ain't gave her a Bentley. I ain't rode in that damn car yet. I ain't got to do nothing with that. And the sperm I gave her, that was by accident. It's too cute. They ain't oh. supposed to be here. I don't know what the hell that went wrong with this him, man. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, Jay, uh, same question. Now, the question is, I gave. But not mm-hmm. freely. The judge said, you're going to give this, you're going to give that. <laughs> you know, I didn't have nothing to say about it. Next thing I know, I'm half of what all I started with in my life. <laughs> so I gave, but I didn't give freely. 
and I didn't get nothing back. So I don't really understand what Steve is saying. But if you give, I, I gave several houses, several. Everybody end up with a damn house. Everybody got a house. You get a house, and you get a house, and you get a house. You get a car, and you get a car, and you get a car. It's fun divorcing you, Jay. Yeah. I don't, I see what he, I see the happiness in him, but I just want him to see the bitterness in me. That's what I'm asking him Oh, it's clear. Oh, yeah, you definitely Crystal. All right, Steve, here's another question. How do you, in a marriage and in a relationship, how do you resolve arguments? Without you know killing each other and being mad for you know how do you just resolve them? You know the best. You know the best thing that we've discovered. What's that? Is when Marjorie and I are at a point where we're just not seeing each other side. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. We go away from a minute and then we come back and we go, okay, what did I say and what did you hear? Mm-hmm. And what did you say and what did I hear? So what we do is we do a thing where we say, okay, Steve. This is what I said. Now tell me what you heard in that. And I tell her, she said, that's not what I meant. I said, okay, I said this right here. What did you hear? She said, you said this. I said, see, that's not what I said. I said this. But it sounds to me like, see, and it always comes down to what you heard versus what I said or what you said versus what I heard. And we resolve 99% of our arguments that way because it's usually misunderstanding because we're both, you know, intelligent thinking people. Mm-hmm. And that's what we find. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, um, mm. uh, Jay and no. Tommy, I know you have a response Mm-mm. to this. So, uh, <laughs> so, so we're coming back. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll continue our marriage, our marriage discussion with, with the fellas at uh, 20 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, we're having a, a marriage discussion uh, with the married men on the show. Uh, we're, ha- we're having one marriage discussion. Yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah. You celebrated your anniversary. We were all yeah, happy. And this third one you've been here from, I don't even know why you're talking about. <laughs> he, he has the most experience of anyone on the show, Steve. Yeah. Uh, so, the most experience and the less time in. So, so, <laughs> the so most experience. Here, here's a question on the table. Uh, this is for you, Tommy, and then you, Jay. Uh, how do you resolve arguments? When you're married you, and you, in a relationship, you, you argue it out. You have to let the argument like argue that. out. Like that. Like we that. argue until like our that. throats go out and ain't no voice yet. <laughs> then we get some paper and write out some more cuss like words on the paper. I like that. We run out of paper, but we're gonna get this argument over with. See, the thing is, is that you're not supposed to go to bed stressed. That's right. You got to Mad. get this off your damn Thank chest, you. and we gets it out there. I'm talking about throats out. No more paper to write on. I'm gonna sleep in here. You sleep in there. And damn it, you better hope I don't find no more paper. Okay, okay. come on, Jay. Come on. Come quickly, on. Jay. The come first on. one to go to effort is the winner. That's the last. <laughs> <laughs> That's your advice. Hey. Well, 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 effort, you the winner. All right, all right. That's how you resolve <laughs> arguments, Jay. Two adults. Yeah. I love it. I love it. You beat, you like beat me the effort. I didn't know you were going to go that fast. I didn't know you were going to get there that fast. <laughs> all right, listen. Uh, <laughs> We'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 33 after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
All right, time for Comedy Roulette now. Okay, Jay, this is always on you. Set it up, please. All right, Comedy Roulette, we do this every week. You give us the subjects because you guys test our comedy ability. Put five subjects on the wheel, spin the wheel, wedge stop. We will do the damn thing. What you got? What you got? All what right, here got? we go. First subject, dang, dog, why are your pants so high? <laughs> I like that. That's good. Uh, two, it's all you can eat, but not at one time. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, here's number three. Dang, girl, that's way too much lip gloss. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> me? me? No, 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 don't take these personal. Don't take these okay. okay, number four, you need to just cut the rest of that hair on off. Just okay? let that go. Just let it go. Damn. <laughs> yeah. you playing. I like that one. <laughs> All right, and number five, that's not a manly dog. No, that's not a manly dog. Let's oh, go man. roll it. That ain't a manly you, dog. That's not a, what you got? Oh, oh, what you got? Dang, girl, that's way too much lip gloss. That's way too much. Let me, te- let me start this one off. Carla. You Come on. know, you know you got on too much lip gloss. When I see you and I can see my reflection and I'm thinking to myself, Lord, I wish I had a squeegee. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. What you got, Junior? You got way too much lip gloss. I don't really like saying this, but I've had this happen before. Uh-huh. I've been in this situation. Uh, if I'm trying to kiss you and you got way too much lip gloss, we can't kiss because I keep sliding. <laughs> I keep sliding off your mouth. This is way too much yeah, lip gloss. You need to take some of this off. That's way too much. Okay. That's way too much lip gloss when you eat a chicken leg and take one bite, but the rest of the leg is pink all around the leg. Come on, man. You got to take some of that down, man. Yeah, you got to take some of that lip gloss. That's too much. That's way too much lip gloss. Steve, what you got, man? You got on too much lip gloss if it looked like slobber. <laughs> you can't tell. That's yeah. too wet. That's yeah. too wet. You know you got on too much lip gloss when your lips is leaking. <laughs> on, the, on the side. Right, right on the side. It's just dripping down. Ew. <laughs> I was one time a girl came to the house. She had on so much red lip gloss. When I opened the door, I said, damn, who hit you in the mouth? Why you ain't come get me? I could have helped. Who, where he at? You thought it was you just, Yeah, you don't just hit my girl. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right. You know you got on way too much lip gloss. When I walk in the room and everybody got your lip gloss on because you didn't kiss them. (laughs) Everybody wearing it now? Really? That's a lot of gloss, baby. If you talking Uh and it look like somebody's flashes is on on their car. All right, coming up, it's Steve Harvey and his closing remarks. You don't want to miss it at 49 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, here we are. Last break of the day on this Tuesday. Uh, You have some closing remarks for us. I know you do. Yeah. Um, I've been talking to you all a few times about this thing that I've started doing every morning, this morning meditation. Uh, it's a series of things I do. You don't have to do it. My Everybody has to pick their own way to go about it. Um, I just decided because of a scripture that I read, Psalms 5 and 3. And uh, Psalms 5 and 3, 
It just talks about in the morning. It just talks about when you talk to God in the morning, you're asking him to hear your voice. And then after you ask him to hear your voice of everything you pray and talk to him about, ask and show gratitude, you wait in expectation of all these things to happen in your life. You know, nothing. look, everything you ask for not going to happen today. But you, but you spend your day in expectation that God is going to do something to move you closer to your goals, your dreams, your visions, and especially to him. But what I have learned about this morning meditation, and it has brought about a peace in my life that I've never had before. I'm just sharing it with everybody because I'd like for you all to try it. Um, look, they got these daily inspiration books all over the place. Uh, the one I got is called uh, Enjoying Peace in His Presence by Sarah Young. It's just a 365-day devotional. You can pick any one you want. You know how they have the little message of the day and then they back it up with a couple of scriptures and look man i'm not being religious with you at all because your faith doesn't matter to me i'm just talking about a method this morning meditation and what i do is what it does is is after i get through meditating and i say the lord's prayer and i read my little daily daily uh inspiration i got a bible app and I do my verse of the day, and then I go look it up in the Bible, and I look it up in the New Living Testament so I can understand the real words. And before I close out, I pull out my list of everything that I'm thanking God for, which is a full sheet of paper. And then I have a second sheet of paper, the stuff I'm asking God for, which is another full sheet of paper. What I've learned in this meditation is that it has given me a peace that has transcended my intellect. And what I mean by that is what I've discovered was happening to me and it might be happening to a lot of you is when most of your mental energy goes into trying to figure everything out, which I can't tell you how much of my morning, I used to wake up in the morning and began to figure every, try to figure everything out. When you're trying to figure it out, the peace that God can really give you, uh, you, you you're, you're not capable of receiving that because you're in the way with your mindset. See, you're so busy trying to figure it out that you don't, you don't leave room for God. And what God does, God kind of looks in your head and probably looking at all these thoughts spinning around and around and going nowhere and accomplishing nothing. And all the while, this peace that he has for me had been kind of hovering over my head searching for a place to land but I wasn't giving his peace a place to land in my head because I had it so uh, jumbled up with thoughts of how to figure it out what I'm going to do, who should I call what should I say, how do I respond and for the past month I've stopped doing that all of a sudden it just gave me an incredible peace that he had been trying to give to me for years I wish I had learned this a long time ago, but maybe it can help you out the way it's helped me. But I guess we all learn stuff as we go along. You know, we are all slowly becoming the person that we should have been a long time ago. I also learned of late that you it takes your entire life to find out everything there is to find out about yourself. To be who you really are it takes your entire life. This person that I've become has become a person more at peace. 
as all the controversy and, and things swirl around me, God has given me a real calmness in the eye of the hurricane. And we all can be the center of the hurricane if we just refuse to step out in the swirl that's around us. And it's all around us. It's relative to who are, who you are. Some swirls appear bigger than other swirls because of the level you've uh, reached in life. Some people, you, I, I might look over there and go, man, that ain't nothing. But in their world, it could be everything. It could be monumentous. So who am I? Because it's all relative as to where we are. You know, we all got our different crosses to bear. But the one thing I've learned about this morning meditation has given me a peace beyond my intellect. And it has caused me uh, to just have a calmness that I haven't had in a long time. And I don't have to respond to everything because everything that somebody's saying about you and everything that somebody's doing towards you that's meant for evil, that ain't your business. And don't make it yours. Don't even worry about it. Those people have no idea that God's ways are as high above the earth as the heavens. They have no idea. They just operating in their own little cocoon thinking they stirring up something because they got some likes or something like that. Hey, y'all, don't get in that. Don't worry about them people. If you love God and you a child of his, he's working on your behalf, even when it look like it's a mess out there. All you got to do is stay at the eye of the hurricane. Don't get in the swirl. Don't go out there. If you stay centered in him, he'll give you a peace that transcends all your intellect. That's what the morning meditation has done for me. I would invite you all to try it yourself. All right? That's it today. Those are my closing remarks. Drop it like it's hot. It's already dropped. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Good one. There it is. Have right. a great weekend. <laughs> For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 